Happy Death Stranding Day! Death Stranding is here, but there is a problem. There are so many conflicting reviews. What do we do? Our Death Stranding thoughts and the worst video game marketing tonight on our critical path. Welcome everyone, this is the 83rd time we have done this, and by this I mean the critical path. We are Hack the Dino. My name is Ben Rosenthal. And my name is Dan McGuinness. And over on the keys, we've got Mr. Brayden. Hello, hello! Hey, how's things going, Brayden? I definitely didn't just run over here a minute ago. And you definitely are wearing clothes, so don't worry everyone at home. Brayden is fully wearing t-shirts. Um, One day I'm going to do that joke where I wear green jocks and green screen them out and then at the end I get up. Well, no, because I have to see that. Nah, it'll be summertime. Anyway, this is our Death Stranding show. In case you've been sleeping under the cave for the past three years. Sleeping <laughs> under the cave? <laughs> well, you know, dead people. Um, Death Stranding. We've been very... We've been, you do realise we've been excited about Death Stranding for the entirety that we've been doing this show? Yeah, yeah. I think we even talked about it on the very first episode. We talked about Death Stranding, and it's here now. Uh, It came out today. I've played a little bit about it, a little bit about it, a little bit of it, but we're going to be talking about that very, very soon. First, the pluggables. You can see us on YouTube at youtube.com backslash hackthedino, which is where you may be watching this live stream right now. Uh... Once you have watched this, and when it goes up tomorrow, you should also, also give it one of these. Give it a big old like for 10 seconds, and that'll give you a, a good luck. Don't like this one. This is just the non-live version. This is all for the people in the in the chat. Yeah, well, now they're going to be really, really confused when they watch the VOD tomorrow, and we say, don't like this one. Like this one. We are. Uh, you we can, are excited. <laughs> you can also hear us with your ear holes over on SoundCloud, over on Spotify, over on Twitcher, and all those other things as well. Uh, be sure to leave a review and help us grow that way. And you can also see Dan over on twitch.tv backslash hackthedino where he streams games weekly. Mmm. Mmm. I do. What'd you stream last, last time? With the game I'm, I'm reviewing tonight, Control. Ooh, control. We're, we're mixing up the show a little bit tonight, aren't we? We're doing the the, episode, the sections out of order just because it's such a big Kojima day. Yeah, it's a huge Kojima day. Uh, I've been going Kojima nuts. Uh, I've been watching documentaries on the great man. Uh, I'm wearing my Kojima production shirt. See, there it is. I also have been watching documentaries on him. There's so much I didn't know about it. How much he has failed. Yeah. Yeah, he's it makes me a, feel he, good. He's such one of those dudes. You're like, oh my God, you have failed at so many things. I'm going to get in it. Anyway, uh, let's start it off with Kojima Watch. Now you may have heard me say, oops, sorry, it's because I accidentally elbowed Dan. (laughs) In the balls. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Death Stranding. We've been waiting so long. Uh, This thing was announced before we were even a show. Uh, Kojima is like, we do ham it up a little bit, but in all seriousness, Kojima is uh, a visionary. Uh, He's a hell of a guy. As I said before, we've been doing a lot of research and watching a lot of Kojima documentaries lately. Mm. Um, This guy's amazing. He used to, his family used to get him to, like they all watched movies daily as a family. Yeah. And he used to have to write papers and give them to his dad uh, on a film that his dad told him to watch. 
But seeing how Braden's brought up the Death Stranding uh, stuff. Oh, no, it's the documentary. Yeah, this is kind of this uh, random shots of Kojima working. Well, this was the BBC documentary, I think, playing yeah. now in the background. And I think because it's a BBC documentary, we can just play it. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to. Anyway, uh, Death Stranding is here Ooh, uh, amongst a myriad of very, very confusing, very, very uh, mixed reviews. Uh, I managed to play, I think, 45 minutes of it before we came because, of course, there was a day one patch and it's 32 gig. Um, and we live in Australia, so day that took... patches. Yeah, I know. That took a while. Uh, so, should we go into what I thought about it for the first 45 minutes first? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is this kind of like your, what you're playing? No, but yeah. We can skip what I've been playing or I'll just mention it. Anyway. Yeah, um, it's pretty rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so, 45 minutes of it... Uh, this is an 80-hour game so far, so I've played a Nat's Wing of what it actually is. So 45 minutes, so you've watched half a cutscene? No, it's, he's actually really reined in. Yes, it's a cutscene, but it, uh, it's, it goes smoothly from cutscene to play to cutscene to play. Um, it, it, firstly, beautiful. It is a, such an atmospheric, beautiful, uh, calm, peaceful game uh the pacing in just that first 45 minutes was was great uh one of the mechanics that i was going to be I, I was really worried about was the whole uh lnr to get your grip when you're walking along and you're overbalanced because you uh, have heaps of packages on your back um that's fine from what i played no it, it, it's it's so well ingrained into it uh the the mood the characterization the the writing obviously i'm big on writing and and big on character development and and pacing and, and the look and it's beautiful it really is just uh so far 45 minutes in fantastic i am so, that, so in love with so it so that's your first that's your your your, your first thoughts it's yeah, fantastic fantastic uh obviously well, next good, time we play we, we were you were like i was stressed we were talking about it in the chat during the week um just some of the ruses, uh, reviews uh so we'll go on to that uh there's been a wide range of people uh reviewing the game in the previous week and every single reviewer had a different opinion yeah. You had uh, Tristan from IGN, uh, who gave it a 6.3, I think. Oh, that's a rubbish score. 6.8. 6.8. So, a good game on their scale, but it's 68%. Uh, and his whole problem was... Um, Too much height? No, no, no. It, it, it was just a game of fetch quests. Uh, he, he said it was just, uh, you know, you, you get a parcel here, you go here, you go here, you go here. Uh, and, and it was boring and laborious and the game really didn't start until 10 hours in. Uh, and from the sound of it, like he spent, he's an Australian as well. He spent a majority of the review just sort of ripping on it. Yeah. Um, uh, to the point where like playing what I've played so far, if I was going to stake my review on the first 45 minutes, which is ridiculous, no one ever does that. But... Uh, if I was going to, I would say IGN dropped the ball in giving him the review. I think they got the wrong person to review it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think they should have got someone who... Or maybe it's the right person. Maybe they wanted someone to focus on the gameplay and the mechanics. This is not be blinded by the hype and all the... All the... Well, I don't think he was. I think he, he's very level-headed, uh, as a good games journalist is, uh, such as Tristan. Uh, but he, he just seemed really let down by it, really disappointed by it. I feel like, that's what I feel I'm going to be. Um, so then we had uh, Brian Altano came out and he echoed those sentiments. Oh, um, oh did he? He did. He's one, of your, he's one of your bros. He is, he is. He's a very knowledgeable man. He's played many games uh, and I like to think that I have a very similar tastes in him uh, besides all the illicit stuff that he used to get up to. <laughs> we won't get into that. We'll oh, let Brian right. tell that story. The comedy button. Check it out. Um, 
But yeah, he didn't like it, and primarily because his main problem was there's a uh, well, BB, the the bridge baby that uh, Norman Reedus carries. It cries, and when it cries, it comes through your speaker. Oh yeah. Um, oh, the integration with the rumble pack with the the controller is amazing. By the way, the first scene has you Norman Reedus driving a motorcycle through the terrain, and it's rumbling as you go over these hills and everything. It's really immersive. It's really really cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, Altano had to turn off all of his uh, PlayStation notifications and things because this crying baby he said was constant. Just really got to him. Uh, to me, like Brian's got a uh, eighteen month year old kid, yeah. and. Uh, you know, is still. You don't need any more crying. In yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got an uh, almost 12 year old kid, so I'm well past the whole crying at night. Uh, Dan's got a newborn, so he's well and truly knee deep in the whole three hours sleep, wake up, three hours sleep, wake up. Uh, it's exhausting. And, you know, games are an escapism. And if you sit down to play a game to escape from reality and you've got a controller constantly going, eh, eh, like that uh, Yoshi's Island. You got baby Mario yeah, crying. That was annoying as well. Yeah, uh, I can see how uh, that would uh, really hinder his experience. See, this is where I th see a lot of people lose it with games. I don't play a game to 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 mimic reality. That's why Grand Theft Auto makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's just a dude walking around, driving cars, shooting some people. Sure, but it's just too reality for me. Like, yep. if I I want to be pulled away from reality, I live in reality. I want to be able to like, you know. And I can say from the opening moments of Death Stranding, you are pulled away from it. Yeah, good. The way they introduce the world, the way they introduce everything around it is, it's mind blowing. It is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, next, moving on to Greg Miller. He loved it. He, he, he gave it an, he, kind of funny, don't give scores, but he said it'd be an eight out of 10. Uh, he played through the whole thing in a week. 60 plus hours uh he thought it was great it was the type of game he was looking for yeah, he cool. was looking they what they call it it's a hitchhiking sim not a, not a walking sim a hitchhiking sim it's it's a hiking it's yeah. hiking not walking yeah um so hitchhiking is just catching a, a truck somewhere yeah sorry hiking that's what i meant hitchhiking, hiking. <laughs> hitchhiking sim <laughs> we're such physical people uh it's a hiking sim uh so he really dug it really loved it uh uh one of the other who's who's the new person on Gamescast? Oh, um, Imran? Yes, Imran? Imran, yeah. Imran. He didn't like it. He liked yeah. the game, he liked what it did, but he didn't like it. Uh, then you've got Kelly Pelegi, who... Uh, yeah, it looks so good. It's it? amazing. It. Uh, you've got <gasps> Kelly Pelegi, who works for GameSpot. She gave it a 9 out of 10. Yeah. She thought it was absolutely amazing. Uh, the She talked a lot about the characters and the world building, which is What's a that? lot of what... Uh, I scanned the area looking for parcels, which you can see. So you can pick up... You can pick up... Leave parcels around. Well, previous passes. See, this is this is the good thing. Um, are, they, are they from failed like delivering people that died? Yes, but you're you're living in an online world. Like everyone else who's playing this game is on. Well, you got limited people on a limited server, and you can lose parcels in your game, and other people in other games on the same server can pick them up and deliver them. And what's really cool about this is uh, Kojima has taken the notion of social media and likes, and the currency is now likes. You get likes for delivering things, and they're literally likes. And when you when you get them, and it goes like 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 like, uh, and that's currency. You use your likes to get in favor and to purchase things. Uh, again, Kojima making a commentary on society and everything. Um, so, I I really think it comes I down guess to those like crosses. Those um, red crosses, I believe, are like what could be obstructions. Yeah, like... and stuff you can climb on and over. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. So. 
there's just so much to go into. And as I said, I've only played the first 45 minutes. Uh, I got up to, um, you know, where you've seen him walking around with a body on his back? Yes. I got up to there. Yeah. And then I had to turn it off. Like, to, okay, like, so, so this, pulling back a bit, yep. this is a good sign. Because we will. I was we, really worried. We were like, it's going to be Rubbo. Like, when I saw gameplay and they were doing the L and R thing to keep your balance, I thought, oh, no. Has. But, like, thinking about this, Kojima, what games have they done that aren't good? Because we've, we've seen people take on his franchises and ruin them. But has he actually done bad games? You ever played Penguin Adventures? Oh, we're not talking about that. Either. I haven't either. Yeah. Um, no, so the mechanics of it, the, me the gameplay mechanics, are so integrated so well. So I was worried about the LNR things to balance. But when you're playing it, it makes sense. And it is natural okay. and it is smooth. And it feels like it should be there. Do you ever shoot people? No. The weight of the... No, you don't I'm kill out. anyone. No, you can't kill... Uh, oh, I'm not going to go into storyline. Um, I'm not going to go into any spoilers here at all. 45 minutes in. But every time you pick up a package and have to wear it, it weighs you down and tells you how much weight. And the more weight you have, the quicker your stamina drains. But also, your momentum changes. So if you're going down a hill, you start to go... Whoa, 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 and you have to grip with your feet in order to not slide down. Uh, likewise, if you turn around a corner too fast, you start to tip. And I've face-planted hard a couple of times already. <laughs> there were um, some pretty good videos of slams of Death Stranding. Now, I did die in it. I fell off the side of a cliff. Nice. Uh, I, I want to say it was for review purposes, but no, I'm just rubbish at games. Um, you <laughs> do go underwater. You, you go yeah. underwater, and you have to find the strand to take you back up. So I'm not quite sure how that fits in yet. But uh, I again, these little teasers in the opening uh, 45 minutes are just... Oh, there's so much... Good. Um, so what I want to talk about is why the reviews were so all over the place. And I personally believe that reviews are subjective. Games like, games like this that sort of are a, a whole different type of uh, beast. Um, oh God, I don't know what I want to say. Uh, it's hard because people who review games, they need to review them. Before that's their, that's by their, deadline, no, but that's their job, yeah. right? And if you're just giving, if you're playing games that are good, like a lot of people just have to have a certain amount of bad reviews, otherwise you just get boring. Like mm. reviewing is a really slippery slope. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, like playing games is it really a job? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I, I think people who play games a lot, uh, it's easy to fall into a pattern. I mean, I don't know. I've I've never been a game journalist. I'm not a game journalist. I, I like to give my my thoughts on what games are. I never went to university. I never studied any of that. I'm what? What are we? We're bloggers, vloggers. We're idiots. We're idiots. We're game idiots. That's right. Vidiot. Dan and Ben. Idiots from UHF. You game that? idiots. The Weird Al Yankovic movie. I do. Yeah. No one else does. No, because we're boomers. No, we're we're Gen X. Man. We're Gen Xers. Generation. Break it down. What are we talking about? No. Oh yeah, reviewers are also human. So they might be having a bad day. They might uh, not feel like having a 50-hour marathon gaming experience where they have to... Con well, only do they play the game. They have to constantly take notes and capture footage and also produce a review. So it's a lot to go on. Bumblebee's in it. Um, <laughs> now, what I really, really want to talk about is what I see the problem with Death Stranding. And it's something we've touched on before. There's two things I want to talk about. The first one being hype. Oh, yeah. Apex Legends at the start of the year. Oh, uh, yeah. Was huge because why, Dan? Something you brought up? Hype. Hype. Kills. Yeah, hype, hype kills it. Hype kills. Like, if you, like, hype is, like, not a good thing. No. Like, if you're trying to create a product and you hype it up, 
people are always going to be disappointed. Don't do that. Yep. If you've got a solid product, there is no need to hype it up. I understand with Death Stranding, they had a whole bunch of stars in it, so they had it in like, kind of like a film kind of um, marketing campaign because like, it's probably what the stars expected. Yep. I don't know how that stuff works. Um, but yeah, like if you overhype something, you have shot yourself in the foot because people like stuff that comes out subtle like the game I'm going to be reviewing today. <laughs> um, the other problem... Oh, there's your body, man. The other problem with Death Stranding is the people. Not the people in the game, but you out there who have these expectations and who are very negatively focal on the internet. Uh, games are subjective. Reviews are subjective. What I would suggest, and I had this conversation with someone in the Discord server, server? server during the week, uh, Find a reviewer who has similar ideals to you, who likes similar types of games, constantly talks about games and has the same thoughts as you, yeah. and maybe listen to them. You don't have to listen to every single reviewer and go, that person's right, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. It's all subjective. By badgering them and coming down on them, you're bringing a lot more bad, uh, I don't want to say vibes, but the whole bad feeling towards the game. I had my doubts until I actually played it. You got to remember that as well. Reviews are good for an indicator. And yes, the IGN review when it dropped had me going, uh, maybe I won't pick it up. But I decided to today because I got really, really excited about it. And I am very, it's, very happy that I did. And it's fun to get excited about things. It is. That's why, that's why how the hype beast works. They're like, people want it and they think it's going to be the best thing ever. And then they get it and they're like, hang on, this, I didn't draw a third limb when I played this. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> they have too high expectations, but yeah. Um, like, and also attacking reviewers for their review. I read yeah, one when the IGN one dropped. Oh, uh, I had uh, I read one person say to this uh, or in the comments section, "You obviously haven't played many open world games." Um, to a reviewer. To a review. To an IGN <laughs> reviewer. Like that's just unnecessary. You. you, you <laughs> the analogy I've I've put here that I think everyone will understand is. Um, you think that you're a Rick, but you're a Jerry. Oh, that's a hard... Yeah, everyone thinks they're Rick, but the majority of the internet is a Jerry. You're all Jerry's. We're Jerry's. No, I'm, I'm probably a, a Summer, actually. I'm I'm I'll be Summer. I'm Morty. Summer? I'll be Summer. All right, um, so in conclusion... I'm Beth. <laughs> I'm going to be playing uh, Death Stranding for a long, long, long time. You're, it's your game? It's your game? I'm in. You're long, you're long I'm in. Game? I'm in. Well, it's going to take me a while, but I'm in. I've got a feeling that... like, Someone in the chat before mentioned, like, come come back in 50 hours and give us your review. I reckon... Happy to. I reckon Kojima Watch is going to turn into Death Stranding... <laughs> Like, you know, the, the, the visual diary or whatever, like, each week now, which is fine. Which is fine, but I do have some other Kojima news because he has been around this week because he had a game come out. Uh, the most exciting news is Kojima is already working on his next couple of projects. Mm. Already. So a quote from the great man is, and I quote, I don't want to stop making games, but I want to create something like a short film or movie in between. But I'm kind of working on the next project, so it's really difficult to focus on other mediums, but of course I'm really interested. Yeah. I, for one, will give my left kidney to see a Kojima film. Mm. I think it'll be absolutely fan-freaking-tastic. Well, this is what you were saying before, Kojima was massively came from the film background, yeah. and that was his original love. Like, he made, like, films with his, like, friends yep. and stuff like that. Yep. 
and he, he just somehow got into video games. I don't think he ever wanted to make video games. He wanted to do film. No, no, that, uh, again, same documentary I think we watched is uh, he played Super Mario Brothers, and that was the big thing for him because games, He's like, up until make, Super I... Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers, they're all single screen games. And then yeah, Super yeah. Mario Brothers had Mario moving and going to different worlds, and that blew his mind and sort of opened him up to all the things that you can do with games. And let's face it, Kojima is the type of person who pushes Look game games genres. Now, compared to Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Like, it's right. so mental. <laughs> the entire Super Mario Brothers game could fit in that uh, pixel just in Norman Reedus's eye. Yeah. Uh, so Kojima's got an idea for a horror game, which, you know, oh, yeah. the last one he had a crack at is now a stuff of legend. Yeah, um, PT. PT demo. Or uh, playable teaser demo. Man, I'm so chatted they didn't do that. Like Silent Hills. This is basically the, the child of Silent Hills. Norman Reedus was going to yep. be in Silent Hills, and then he probably went, "Yeah, Norman, let's keep going. Let's make a game." And can you imagine with all these Hollywood connections? Look at the Hollywood connections he has in Death Stranding. Can you imagine who would put their hand up to be in a Kojima short film? You imagine if he did like a PT film with Norman Reedus in it? Or okay, calm down. Calm down. Like, even the cinematography in the cutscenes for Death Stranding are better than anything you'll see at the movies. Mm, Look. Mm. Buy Death Stranding, okay? Just buy it. You can get it for $68 for the first week at JB and EB price match. Buy Death Stranding. Please. I'm going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wait. I've got too many games going on. I've got, I've got the Outer Worlds at the moment. I've got a whole bunch of games on the go. If I buy another one, it's just being unfair to the other games and those developers who put so much work in So you've been, you've been playing games? I'm well, Dan, what have you been playing? What we've been playing. Stop. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, look at that. What's that there? Aladdin and the Lion King? Oh, we'll get into that later. Yeah, nah. um, so, <laughs> yeah, nah. so I have been playing Control. Now, Control is a game... Um, it's a third-person cover... Third-person um, Metroidvania cover shooter. Jeez. Um, it was. It came out. No one talked about it. Hardly anyone talked about it. The only reason I know it exists is because I just caught a random stream one day of someone playing it on your guys' thing. Kind of, kind of funny. Kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. And um, my guys. And he was just like, Told he was just loving this game. And uh, and then I thought, and I was looking at going, man, this looks like the exact kind of thing I would love to play. So I looked into it, and it was by Remedy Games. You guys know Remedy Games? Yeah. For you don't people who don't know Remedy Games. Remedy did stuff like the Max Payne 1 and 2, they did Alan Wake, they did Quantum Break, and they did this other game as well, not going to mention it's a war game, and now they've done Control, and they are, in my opinion, this game company, they may be my favourite game company, because I loved Alan Wake, like, right. that was such a cool game. They are a genre-defining, like, their games are genre-defining game changers. all of them. I'm, this, this whole show is going to be a splurge, have you noticed, from me and you, this yeah. is going to be like... Yeah, you should the, see underneath we're like this the table. Anti-reviewers. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, don't. No. Um, and don't, for the young people in the, in the audience, don't even like work out what you'll we're talking about. You'll get it <laughs> when you're older. So yeah. Oh so, boy, you'll get it. So straight away, I, I opened this game up. I didn't know really know what it was. I just knew I wanted to play it because I'd seen some screenshots. Straight away, beautiful graphics. I was like, oh, good, good. When you come in, it's got like whenever you walk into a new section of the game, it just comes up with like a big title card, like in white. That is like. Executive lounge <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like Boom, that. Boom, private toilet. Yeah, basically stuff like that. It's, um, so straight away, you just you, you're thrown into this Boom. game. Boom, cafeteria vending machine. It actually has cafeteria. <laughs> um, 
it's very straight away, very David Lynchy kind of storytelling. You don't know what's going on, but it's not too outrageous that you can't follow. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that kind of just good storytelling. As you can see on on here at the moment, it's not going to be making much sense. So you um you uh, are a lady named Jessie, and you are trying to find your lost brother who was last seen at this place which you're in, which I've written down here. It is a U.S. government aid. It's called. The Federal Bureau of Control, it's a secret U.S. government agency tasked with containing and studying phenomena which violate the laws of reality. Good. <laughs> About time someone yeah, cracked down those reality violators. So you get there and you walk in and the, the main director has um, committed suicide at his desk. Yep. And you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Suicide in the office. And you pick up his gun, which he committed suicide with, and it's this, you can see it on the screen, it's a sentient gun, which moves around and... <coughs> sentient gun. Stop it. <laughs> um, and so straight away I'm like, oh yeah, sentient gun, so that's cool. And then you start going through and you find out that, that there's this force that's invaded this office, which has stuffed it up, this agency, mm-hmm. called the Hiss. Or you call it the Hiss, and everyone starts calling it the Hiss. Um, and it's something to do with their experiments. So it's got that very, you know, like Black Mesa vibe where they've done experiments and they're stuffed up somehow. And then you're coming in and you're like, wah, 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 so you've got this wah. gun which is called the service weapon. And the only person that can use it is the director of the company. So you become the director of the company straight away. Like Excalibur. Uh, and you've got powers and stuff like that. Boom. Stop it, Ben. <laughs> Don't read out the comments that are negative about me. All right? Just... Yeah, so. So you go through it. Um, really good storytelling. And Jessie herself is a very good character. She's quite broken in that. And um, you get a lot of, like, you're going through cutscenes, and then it'll cut closer to her, and you've got her inner thoughts. She also has another being living inside of her that has also its own inner thoughts, just to get more. It's I'm like not, Piccolo. I'm not going to get into that. As you can see in the graphics, it's amazing. This game's physics engine is beyond bonkers. Now, Brayden, I've um, pre-got a video of like the physics in this game, the destruction physics. This is like nothing I have ever seen in destruction in games. So here you can see here. So you've got, you've obviously got ESP powers as well. Mm-hmm. Everything in this game is destructible, but everything is destructible on a different level, and they've thought about every item individually. So. If you shoot, uh, I think later on, if you shoot a plastic chair, you know those plastic chairs everyone knows. Yep. If you shoot the plastic chair leg, the metal, it'll bend. If you shoot the plastic, the plastic will shatter. Like That's cool. And and the physics, you can see, he's, he's like, oh, I'm going to shoot a bit of that. The desk falls down. That's Ev- really and cool. everything. Oh, the concrete here. Like, you just clip through that vending machine, but that's okay. Oh, there's a little bit of that. So then you also, you get the power. And like, you have these fights in this game, right? It's better. And, and then... At the end of it, you just look what you've, like, you know, destroyed in these fights of these guys. And it's like, you know, at the end of that sh- scene in The Matrix, where in the lobby, where everything just falls down. You're just, like, going, and everything you destroyed is there. Look at this, like, the shattering. My favourite thing ever was to go into, like, the public toilet, like, the cubicles, and just unleash <laughs> a power. Public toilet. Yeah. Um, look at the Venetians. <laughs> look at that. Oh, but that's our the, new quote for the show. Hack the dino. Look at the Venetians. But like, I did stuff like, oh, maybe I'll shoot the phone. Can I shoot the receiver off? Yes, I can. That's you sweet. Know, can I shoot, you know, books? And then like, papers on the wall. There was like a sign in one of those freestanding signs advertising. You can shoot the sign out of the frame and stuff. Wow. Like, it is like, well, here we go. Public toilets. This is, this, look at here. Like, 
Oh, it's so satisfying just to smash it. <laughs> Broken toilet. Satisfying. Um, so, yeah. Also, the sound in this. So, when you pull something with power, it's like it's stretching the air and screeching. Like, and you're holding it. And the longer you hold stuff, everything else around that's like around you just starts reacting to this power and spinning around you. Like, and you just. Sweet. And you, look at this. It's the whole walls they're taking. So, attention to detail. They've really gone to a, a microscopic level, minuscule <laughs> level. Like, <laughs> to be able to do that sort of thing, that's great. Can you eat yeah. those chips? No. Um, no. But you can upgrade your power, upgrade your power, you know, your psychic powers. To the end, I was picking up forklifts and throwing them at people. And do you feel powerful? Look at this. Feathers coming out of the, the couch. That's pretty cool. Like... I was going on about my Gears of War review, and I was like shattered that it wasn't much. Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's and then, and really look. cool. Look at the. Oh, wow. I'm legitimately blown away by that. Dude, like the whole way through, you get blown away with this game. And the fact that the, all this is happening whilst you're, look, whilst you're fighting is so fun. You're like, they're smashing stuff up. There's dudes. And then I gain the ability to grab the actual dudes and pick up the dudes and throw them at, at each other. Can and you I'm force like, choke them? Uh, no, when you grab them, it pulls the life out of them. Oh. And when you pull the life, when life comes out of these hiss, I, you might not have seen it before, there's like a rainbow. Yeah, that I was going to comment on that before. It's uh, beautiful. Is that that? It, I assume that was like reality warping. No, yeah, it kind of, no, it's like kind of like, the, it's, it's hard to explain, but look at this. Ceiling tiles. Yeah. Like falling out. As, so when you're doing big things, it's you. <laughs> look. Anyway. But anyway. Um, oh, man, yeah. I... So this, the story is really, really good. The graphics were really, really good. The, the ambiguity of the story and how it felt was really what I wanted to get out of Death Stranding. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, look at the the, the, the dust falling off the roof. But now, um, so I was really, really impressed. This, at the moment, is my game of the year for me. This is exactly how. My, my bad points in it, though, there are a couple of bad points. It does treat, it is a lot like a... Um, an old school game, so you know, you have to get, it'll say like, you'll talk to someone and they go, you have to get down to, you know, like, science processing. And it won't, it'll give you a map, but there's no markers on it, you just have to look and see their science processing. How do I, oh, you can see it there, that map for a yep. second. Um, just a, on that note, uh, Floppy in the chat has asked, does this all take place in one building? It kind of does at the start, but then you realise this building is like as big as Black Mesa. It goes down underground. You know the, you know the Resident Evil mansion? Yep. How the, yep. How the whole Resident Evil set in the mansion? But it's not. It's yep. like that kind of thing. You also get to control points, which are your, your, your fast travels. And you can see here, see how the, the, um, the work, there's all blocks everywhere mm -hmm. coming down. So you go in and you push reality back to normal. So uh, it's just, yeah, it's my game of the year so far. Uh, I, I, I can't, uh, there's more I could talk about as well. The gun, the upgrading, there's all these like, you know, you can upgrade yourself personally. You can upgrade your gun. You can put mods on your gun so they change. So you've only got the same gun, but you can turn it into a sniper rifle and stuff like that. It's just... You can see here, she's she's cleansing reality back to normal. Wow, that's really cool. Like the game's sick, and it went so under the radar. And Who it's just a, about this game. It's no just one. a single player game. It's not a uh, multiplayer at all. Uh, it is, yeah, it's a completely single player. Just a campaign. It is quite short. It's only it only clocks in around about ten hours. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm quite okay with that. It's not an expensive game. Um, I picked up on the PlayStation Store on a sale. Um, but yeah, I reckon this is the kind of game that like it'll be um, 
It'll be in, in sales bins, and if you see it, just grab it. It's it's just so good. Like a lot of people did like it. Some of the other shows that I listened to, of some of the reviewers over in the US, really really look loved at the this gun. game. Look, and she here she uses it as a key. That's cool. And all just stuff like that. You're like, this is wicked. Why? Why? And like, like if you go down this hole, you're gonna you can knock all those bits of paper out of those things. Oh jeez. <laughs> well. Uh, that game does look really cool. Yeah. And definitely, I dare say, in the Game of the Year contender uh, oh, for this year. Yeah, for the Hack the Dino Game of the Year, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I've been playing this game. Something uh, a little bit different. A little bit different. No, I think you've got... Aladdin. <laughs> uh, now, I picked this up purely because uh, my other half... <laughs> I liked Aladdin. The Aladdin game was really, really cool. Yeah, of course. Uh, Lion King sucked. Uh, but I did finish Aladdin when I was a kid. A Lion King, not so much. Uh, I did pick this up because my other half loves Disney. She's a, an artist and an animator as well. So this is right down her alley. Uh, truth be told, that was how I was managed to buy this Switch that we got in the front here. How, what are you playing this on? Uh, you play it on the Switch. Oh, I play it on the Switch. Was it on... Oh, somebody in the chat. Was it on the SNES? Oh, it was originally on the Super Nintendo and the Mega Drive. Yeah, because I had it on Mega Drive. Yeah. Yep. Which one did they port? Oh, it's uh, the SNES so, one because it's the Switch. No. <laughs> No, because Capcom made that one. Whereas Virgin made Lion King and this version of Hang Aladdin. On, so this is a different game. There are two different versions of Aladdin. Aladdin on the Super Nintendo and Aladdin on the Mega Drive. Does it have the one step ahead of the long? Yeah, band? but it's in MIDI, so it's like <laughs> No, that's what the instruments sound like. Uh, and also in the Sega version you have a sword, whereas you don't in the Super Nintendo version. Uh, Super Nintendo, the sprites are a little bit bigger and there's a little bit better colours, but there is superior sound in the Sega version. Uh, but what's really funny is that on this disc as well, you have the Game Boy versions. Oh. Have different versions of the game and the demo from the uh, the space. What was that? I didn't get any pre E three one. I don't. Know. He keeps falling into those. Yeah, this guy's not very it's good. Really, it's really like he's got no shoes on. Like it's really unnerving for well, me. Well, it's mind over matter. Uh, oh my god, idiot! It's not really because you don't know how you get enough contact with the coals in order to transfer heat and burn your feet. So it's it's just science. It's not mind over matter at all. It's it's pure People physics. People burn themselves. Yeah, I know because they're not doing it right. Anyway, that's that. Let's go to the next segment. News. I was looking at my screen. I had no idea what we were doing. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, hot off the presses, this came out only a couple of hours ago, but Shuhei Yoshida has stepped down from his Worldwide Studios presidency what? to helm a new indie-focused venture. There he is on the screen now. Good old Shuhei giving us a tour of E3 in 2018. Didn't PlayStation lose them on the other day? Uh, yeah, Sean touching Lay Norman. Sean Layden. Uh, well, <laughs> Sean Layden's no longer there. Uh, in a 20-character uh, tweet, <laughs> whereas uh, Shuhei got a nice couple-of-page farewell. Yeah, massive press release. Uh, it looks like they're... Now, Braden, you've looked into this a little bit more. To me, it looks like they're res uh, restructuring PlayStation ahead of the PS5 launch, which, yeah, that's a pretty normal thing to do. You sort of you get off now before the hype for the next gen starts. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what have you found, Brad? So I was listening to uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily, Greg Miller and uh, Emron. They, um, they were discussing this, and I listened to it in the car, because I thought, they'd have some good thoughts on this. They're PlayStation boys. Yeah, hurry up, Brian. Um So, turns out what Shu's actually doing, um, so he stepped down from chairman, or president, whichever one he was, and he's actually now heading a, like, indie movement for them. So, uh, everyone who's been saying, like, oh, PlayStation's really turned away from indies for a bit, um, they've mainly been focusing on VR for a while, but... 
Shu now taking this role is going to really step up their indie game again. Right. Yeah. Uh, All right. So. You heard it here. I, I, Second hand. We still don't know what happened to Sean Layden. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming that's a story to come out at another time. Uh, but still on the PlayStation front. Are you getting onto a motorbike there? PlayStation has trademarked the PlayStation 6 through to PlayStation 10. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, they've done this before. Uh, when they registered the PlayStation 3, they did it right up to 5. So I think they're just the making sure... Of 5. Yeah, making sure that they're well and truly covered for the next so 10 I years. Should, like, so for the sake of my children's children, I should register PlayStation 11? Imagine if you could. Maybe we should. Maybe, maybe we should see if we can get PlayStation11.com. That's definitely the best use of our money. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Patreons. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, a little bit of news there. Uh, Overwatch 2 was announced at BlizzCon with a quite simply amazing short. This trailer um, is amazing. They, they always do really spectacular uh, shorts for characters. And this one, it's, some, it's better than Pixar. It is so smooth, the animation. Uh, I was really, really impressed with it and should really go check I don't it out. I think it's better than Pixar. It just looks... It's just good. It's really good. Like, it doesn't do it justice in the little corner of the no, screen. No, but we can't show it big if we get flagged. Yeah. Uh, Blizzard have also announced that they don't have a release date for it, so... <laughs> They've got a whole bunch of new characters in this like trailer as well. Yeah. Um, they just look like kind of different skins and other characters. Yeah, yeah, and they also announced that it's got a single-player story mode as well, so it's yeah, not just I, I a might, hero I shooter. might jump in. If it looks like this, I'll play it. Yeah, if you're fighting giant robots, I'm pretty keen. Uh, I've never played any Overwatch, though. I did. I, I, I hit Overwatch pretty hard for a while. Yep. Um, I felt like with some mates... It's not my game, like I said. I don't play a lot of online games, but yeah, with a story in there... Oh, um, I wouldn't mind doing that. This bit's cool here where they block the power with, yeah. with their love. <laughs> <laughs> they love uh, their friendship. Now Diablo 4 was also announced. Yeah, I didn't I don't do Diablo 4. I know people love it. I know people it's like, you know, so many people it's one of those addictive games where people play it, just continually play it, play it and play it and play it and play it. I'm keen. Play it and play it. What? I'm keen. You're down? Yeah. Are you I, like, I, re I really like Diablo 3. I've never played it. Oh man, I flew through Diablo 3. I oh. own it. Uh speaking of flying through things. No segue there, but uh, more DS games are coming to Switch, says Nintendo president Shuntaro Furukawa. Sorry, I know you're a listener. Uh, so what games do we want to see from the DS come to the Switch? For me, it's NES Remix. We've got some footage here. Do you ever play NES Remix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of those games are quite weirdly similar. Mini, mini games, but uh, retro Nintendo mini games. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um, it, yeah, this was a great game. Uh, yeah. I love this little NES remix thing and I, I just can't understand why it's not on switch now already. I, I didn't yeah I didn't I've got my game but I'm not a hundred percent sure if it is on the switch store I kind of looked for it and I couldn't find it but I did Wario WarioWare touched yeah it is it is on there yep uh, oh. also WarioWare do it yourself oh don't worry about mine then <laughs> your mine's already on there oh no um, no sorry no no sorry no uh the DS version is not on the switch no that's touched yeah yeah so that's not on there no yeah, I wanted that on there, because that's the original one I played on the DS, and I, that was the first thing that made me go, wow, this is just, this, this little thing's awesome. Like, yeah. Um, so WarioWare also is just a bunch of mini-games. Oh, it's great. Uh, I've got a couple of people in the chat. Uh, Floppy is after Alien Infestation, and Ashraf is looking forward to Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Explorers. Now, I've played those games. Pretty rubbish. Oh, Norsey in there as well has said Ocarina of Time 3D. Yes, I agree with you. I would that, also like that. Is that not on there? No. I, I, I know. 
How easy would it be for Nintendo to just bring out one car? I don't know if it is easy. I'm not a game dev. But with uh, Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask on it. They would make so much money. Probably from me. Because I'd buy at least one copy. Yeah, you wouldn't. you buy every one version that there yeah, is. Yeah, you're right. I would. I would. All right. Still in Nintendo land. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate has officially passed Street Fighter 2 as the best-selling fighting game of all time. Now, Street Fighter 2 was at... I think 15.2 million copies sold, and, uh, and the Smash footage, Brothers Ultimate is now on 15.7. And the footage I've got is Street Fighter characters in Smash. Yeah, I did that on purpose. <laughs> See? See? No, I was going to like claim that as I found Yeah, that. of course you were. But I make the show. Uh, me! Right. Next show, Dan's doing it. Everyone, spot the difference. Uh... But this is actually really huge because Street Fighter has held that crown for a long, long time. And that's taking into account all the arcade games, all the arcade ports, the Super Street Fighter 2, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Super, not Rainbow Edition, but all those Street Fighter games. And now one game, Smash Brothers Ultimate, has beaten it. I love Rainbow. Let's have that in my, in my arcade machine, on my completely legal one. Yeah. Um... Uh, and also in overpassing Nintendo, PlayStation 4 has now surpassed the Wii as the second best-selling console of all time. We've Fair. The best I just advertisement got, for them I ever. just got called boomers again in the, in the chat. <laughs> oh, how good is this ad? Have you just jumped ahead, Braden? Yeah, yeah he has. This was the PlayStation ad that they brought out this week for just PlayStation. Mm -hmm. It is awesome. Look it at is. this. It's all the characters in real life. This looks like the Pixels movie that I wish I watched. Like, <laughs> look at this. Like, I wish we could play this big. Um, it looks amazing. It looks 100% real. Why would you get on the Fortnite bus? Yeah, I know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, why would this? Don't shave with that. Shave with this. Be a man. <laughs> uh, the Final Fantasy bit in here is so good. It just, like, uh, the soccer bit I was a bit underwhelmed with. Like, I love it. how they've got real-life soccer players in CG. No, yeah, yeah, it's a bit weird. Um, yeah, Cloud in the library, and he knocks over all the stuff. Get out! It's like, yeah, straight through the wall. That cloud looks great. Yeah, like, Those yeah. renders look amazing. Yeah, um, PlayStation have always had a history of doing really good ads. Mm. From they did the ones where Chris Cunningham did the like the original ones. Remember the girl and they just pulled her eyes. Oh yeah, apart? yes, yes, yes. Like he's like you know they've done all these really strange cool ads and um, I, I really like Sony PlayStation's marketing. Uh, uh, floppy in the chat has asked if Chrono Trigger is on the Switch. No, it's not. And I, I can't really believe wish... you didn't say that. I. <laughs> Well, it goes without saying. You're falling. You're, you're faltering. You're, well, you're, you're to make up for that, I'd better uh, talk about Pokemon for a little bit. Oh, no. <laughs> Shut up. Floppy. <laughs> ruining the uh, show. The entire Pokemon Sword and Shield Pokedex has been leaked. You're not going to get any spoilers at all from us. But if you would like some spoilers, I've decided I'm going to do a podcast-only mini-series spoiler cast uh, coming out every couple of days as I play through uh, Pokemon Shield. Uh, I'll just be, 15-20 like minutes, I'll just be writing down my thoughts leading up to a section, revealing everything about it. So that'll be over podcast only. So head on over to SourCloud or Spotify, that'll be coming out. Sour, as of next SourCloud? SourCloud. <laughs> sourkraut, I'm hungry. Uh, not really, SourKraut's awful. We also talked about Pokemon on another little episode of Nostalgia. Yes, Brayden, we did. We did Nostalgia just before, talked about Pokemon, we did an unboxing. How's that unboxing coming? Uh, it's literally going to be uploading as we speak. Oh, wow. So there you go. If you like to see people pull crap out of boxes, I would rather it. you not upload whilst we're uploading the show live to YouTube, Brayden. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. 
it, it's <laughs> happening later. The, the, the bird with the sword. So if you would like to hear my live, not really live thoughts, I'm just going to be a little journey, about a little journal. A diary? A diary yeah. about me. Develop a diary? Yeah, but a game playing diary. Anyway, I'll be talking about Pokemon a lot. Come on board, have some fun. It'll be hell good time. For... Next, deals! Deals! Oh, this is my section. <laughs> so this week in deals, deals! I, am, I am gonna make like a a graphic eventually for this and have like what company we're talking about as a little button for brain to press, but at the moment I don't. So deals this week. And you supposed to say deals. Deals! Um PlayStation, we have Street Fighter 5 for $17.46. It's a good price. It's a good game now. Lots of free updates. Yeah. Uh, at launch it was a bit rubbish, but now great game. Yeah, so that's good. Um, we also have Shemu 1 and 2 for 33 bucks. I'm not going to put the cents in there, I am. I'm just going to say the, the round, it round it down. Well, round you know. it up. Um, so, more Shemu. What have you written here? More Shemu is in the works after 3? Yeah, so a little bit of a. Uh, uh, Shemu 4? Well, they've announced they've got plans for more Shenmue after 3 is done. I um, So, I played Shenmue the first time on the Dreamcast all the way through. It was my first kind of open world game, kind of like this. So, it's set in like Japan in the 19. 19- 70s or six, 60s or something like that, or mm-hmm. maybe 80s, yep. 1980s, and you get to like walk around and collect, but you know, gat, gatchapon, is that what they're called? Gatchapon yeah. toys and stuff. And it was just, and it was back when I played it, it was just like, you know, Japan seemed like an un, unattainable country you could never get to. <laughs> yeah, because no one went to Japan when I was younger, but everyone goes to Japan now. It's like, you know, it's like, it's the, it's the new uh, Bali. No, it's not. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Bogan, stay away from Japan. That's our place. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyhow, also, uh, oh, and that, and that, and then also on the PlayStation we have Farming Simulator Premium Edition for only a hundred and ten dollars. That's a discount. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Look at that. Edition. Look how exciting farming is, everyone. You can sit in a tractor and chop down those ridiculous hay things. You know, as um, my my family. Is uh, farmers yep. um, in their sheep and wheat? Oh, farmers. You'd, be, you'd be getting flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. Um, in in over in Sejuna, longing for the time when Hello, you were, had nothing to do. They yeah, don't get but, um, They don't have the internet. But in I, I know all these machines. I know what they all are. But I've watched people stream this game for a long. I actually have watched them. I like how the hay ba- like the hay is just disappearing yeah. <laughs> instead of getting sucked up. Hundred and ten dollars, everyone. So um, Natty, who's one of our, um, I think she's one of our, our lower level Patreons. Mm-hmm. She um. She streams this game, and I've watched her play it for a long time, way longer than I should have. It is quite good, because you can get dogs. Oh, well, you can get, that, you, you know. You can upgrade and get dogs, and they run around and do oh, stuff. Oh, no, UFO. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. Remember in Majora's Mask, when you go to that farm, and like aliens come and kidnap the cows, and you have to shoot the aliens before they get all the cows? Bit weird, eh? That's awesome. Anyhow. Okay, so that's it for PlayStation this week. Moving on to Xbox. What have we got? So let's have a look on my thing here. Xbox doesn't have much. It's just got Games Pass for $1 for the first month. Now, Games Pass is really good. Yeah, it's great. You get like, so it's basically like a streaming service like Netflix, but for games. You get a whole bunch of really big games. Mm. Um, what do we got? Outer Worlds? Yep. Outer Worlds and that. You, you can have Outer Worlds for $1 for one month if you want at the moment. Yep. Um, Dead by Daylight, Gears 5, Minecraft, etc., and stuff like that. All big games, plus a whole massive back catalogue of Xbox 360 games as well. Yep. So, um, if you have a, if if your mate your prime primary primary console primary yeah yep. console is Xbox it's we're good, sorry it's a good thing to get <laughs> now is, is is Games Pass different from like Gold uh yes 
So you have to have two memberships on Xbox. Uh, no, or I think they're getting a, they, they're getting a root of gold. I think they're incorporating it into Games Pass. Oh, get rid of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Bye bye, Sean. Uh, so that's all Xbox has really got for this week. Um, now, looking over to Nintendo Switch deals. Deals! Um, Resident Evil 4 for 26 bucks. It's pretty good. It's a great game. It is pretty good, apart from the fact you can get this game for like four bucks on every other console. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you forgot about the Nintendo tax. Yeah, yeah, the Nintax. Nintendo tax. Nintendo tax? Good one. Doesn't work. Nintendo tax. Um, the second one, which I really like, um, Wonder Boy Returns Remix. Yeah, I didn't, no idea this was a game until I was searching through the Neither shop. Neither did I. And, and it a, came up. I'm a massive Wonder Boy. So this is a rejigger of the very first Wonder Boy. Mm. So, um, I'm a massive fan of this, like, But it's a remix of, like, the levels aren't in chronological order. Oh, you finish so a level, like, you'll be on 1-1 one, one to start off with, then it'll go to 4-3, and then it'll go to 2-6. That's a remix. Yeah. So. No, that's okay, I suppose. I wonder if it's got more of a, if it's as brutal as the original one. You know, three lives, the end, you know, or whether it's got like a sort of a kind of, you know, you can start from here when you die kind Maybe. of thing. Well, I mean, how much would you be expected to pay for it, one of these games? I, the main thing with Wonder Boy, I don't know. Yeah, how much was it? I just forgot to say, 12 bucks this week, which is the whole part deals! of deals. Deals! And moving on, I don't know what this is. Ape out. This oh, game's dope. This game, uh, I wanted to get this when it first came out. It's a really, really funky oh. gay uh, ape. Uh, you're an ape escaping from the zoo, and it's got this... Uh, uh, it's a roguelike, so it changes each time, but it's got a jazz soundtrack that is a roguelike as well. So like, the jazz soundtrack changes as you kill uh, the guards trying to escape. I oh, Great game. It's, I can't wait yeah, to get it. Um, Too bad I just purchased an 80-hour <laughs> epic. Like, it's kind of like Monkey Ball, but different. Um, anyway, yeah, a little bit. This is uh, if you guys just want to test it out. There is a free demo of it on the Switch Store, but it's, yeah, it's, it's out this week for eleven dollars and twenty-five cents. Yeah, it's like fifty percent off. Yeah, fifty percent off. Yeah. So that today is deals. Deals. But before we get into tots, we're going to thank our Patreons. Yeah, it's true. Thank you very much to these Patreons, the beautiful people. These are the top tiering Patreon. Top tiering. Top tiering. Top tiers. Um, so thank you to Ashra. Thank you to Floppy. Thank you for Hen to Henry G or Henry Gupta. Thank you to Todd R. Oh, I'm going to say, start saying last names. I don't uh, uh, Thank you to Tom P. Thank you to Mike Town. Thank you to Karen. Thank you to Ash. Thank you to Dylan Stevens. You guys are our top tier Patreons. They support us over on Patreon. If you guys like what you're seeing in your chat at the moment and... Um, yeah. What do you get? What do you get for ten dollars? Ten dollars a month, Dan? I, I don't know. You don't know. Let me. Because you, you said it. I don't let know me what. help you out there. For ten dollars a month, you get the uh, pre-show or the post-show, depends on when we remember to do it. Uh, you get hack the Dino more. So ten dollar Patreons actually get the opportunity to stream it live with us. So if you got uh, in the live chat now, you can do that with Dino more. Now Dino more is just us talking about anything and everything that isn't video games. There so. wasn't one last month which we apologise. No, there was. Oh, there was? There was. Oh. Uh, so then at the end of the month it goes up for free for Oops. everyone but, uh, yeah, Patreons get it a lot, lot earlier. Uh, they will also get priority seating at our live show coming up very, very soon. <laughs> Dan, stop playing with that half pussy. 
And if it's $10 a month, it's a little bit too expensive for you. Don't worry. There is a $1 a month tier where you get some stuff that I can't remember at the moment, but it's really good. Trust me. We're very, very close to reaching our next goal, which is, Brayden, what's the 120 oh, a month Jesus. goal? Jesus. I keep forgetting about this. It's m me having to go to... We're going on a jail. ghost tour with Brayden, who's perhaps the most scary person in the history of ever. Scared person. He's not scary. Scaredy. Scaredy. Anyhow, let's get on with the, 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 the tots. Ghost hunt. So, topic of the show is eight of the worst game marketing fails. Now, up until we, like you did a bit of research, like you did research, I didn't know hardly any of these. These are so good. This is probably my favorite. Um, this is going to be one of my favorite tots, I reckon. <laughs> All right, well, you want to kick it off? Yeah, so first up. Oh, maybe we should explain it a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Clearer. Uh, throughout the ages, game companies usually the higher-up companies with a lot of this, uh, try different and wacky ways to get your attention so you'll, you'll buy their game, you'll buy their product. They don't always go as well. It gets sometimes, a bit wayward sometimes. Like, I don't know if you remember a couple of weeks ago, Fortnite had that black hole where they just went completely dark and everyone was <laughs> freaking out. Great marketing. These ones, not so great. Not so great marketing. Let's get into them. So number one, I'll go. Dead Space 2 ad. So Dead Space 2 thought it'd be a great idea to get a whole bunch of mums come in and show them footage of this hideously violent game and then them to react obviously that they didn't like it and so all the cool edgy kids would want it. This grandma, this is her live actually seeing this footage, goes to town on them at the end. She is like, if I see that game in a shop, I will hit it with a hammer and smash it. She is She's like, this is what is wrong with society. This is why there are criminals in the world. <laughs> yes. uh, That's, I loved it. That's what I loved about it so much. I went from the game and she just went on. She says it. This look. is, ladies and gentlemen, on the screen now, that's a boomer. Someone who was born in the 1920s slash, no, it was after World War II, wasn't it? Boomers? Yeah, we're not boomers. No, in the 50s. People in the 40s or 50s, they're boomers, okay? People who complain about society nowadays and how uh, the internet's corrupting us kids and we're all on our mobile phones, they're boomers and they're hilarious and frightening. Um, so this marketing campaign did not go down very well. It didn't no. work. No one cared. And I think the only thing that came out of it was this one lady who just went to town on the developers, basically. <laughs> she, she, uh, just, she just went ham on them. It was so good. Um, if you want to look this up, this is on YouTube so you can hear the sound. We don't want to get flagged, so check that out. So that is number one of the game files. Ben, number two. Speaking of things that are slightly controversial, uh, when God of War 2 was launched, they had a launch party uh, where they invited everyone to come in dressed up in the same type of clothes. So you had scantily clad women and men. Is there um, footage from it we've got? Yeah, they had to do uh, tasks like uh, put their hands in snakes and whatever. And there was a beheaded goat in the middle of the room. Jesus. People were asked, like the devs were asked to put their hands in the goat's stomach and pull stuff out. And it was a real dead goat. Yeah, Jesus. it was... Yeah, people didn't like it, eh? There were real snakes around, like... Yeah, Awful. No. Awful thing. I, I actually I can't believe... The, I love the executives that just must, like, plan this stuff out and they think it's going to be good and then it's just like, what do you... Oh, yeah, now in hindsight I realise it's slaughtering an animal in the middle of a party. Oh, they did, it was already started. dead, but its head was just lying in the middle of the room. Yes. And, and it was stink. Yeah, yeah. Oh. All right, next. Uh, what's my next one? Splinter um, Cell. Where are we? Splinter, Splinter Cell? Cell. So Splinter Cell did a con con oh, what is it? conviction role play. Mm -hmm. Splinter, um, Splinter Cell conviction. Conviction? Con <laughs> 
So basically, they got a person to like dress up and do like a um, uh, you know, like a sneak in. Where was it at though? New Zealand. In New, New Zealand, Zealand shopping centre. So someone got to yeah, like dress up as a Splinter Cell guy, have a have like a fake gun and stuff on. Except someone saw it and they called the police. And the police came thinking he was a real dude with a gun, and they almost shot him. Yeah. Um, so this is marketing failing. We don't have any. I could. We couldn't actually find any like footage of this. Footage I've got some splinter cell stuff happening here. Uh, this is a, a, t a total PR mess. They would have been hating life, or they would have been loving life. It depends on how you take this stuff. No such thing as bad publicity. Yes, there is. You can chop a head off a goat. Yeah, yeah. You can. Um, <laughs> You can like almost get someone arrested and shot live on television. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's bad. Yeah, yeah. Bad publicity. Um, so yeah, back in I don't know when that was, like 1990. Uh, I think early 2000s. Early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, I'm not going to let this one pass. So hang on to your butts, Microsoft fans. But the Xbox One launch, priced at $499 US. That's almost $900. You couldn't play used games. So if you bought a second-hand game, yeah, yeah. you couldn't play this is, it. This is all like. Stuff they were bragging about. It as well. required a connect to operate. It always had to be online. Uh, and there were, I don't think this was ever proven, but they had facial recognition. And if you were watching a movie and there were, you, you rent the movie for four people to watch, if a fifth person came in, the connect would pick up that fifth person's face and turn it off. And turn it off until that person left. Yeah, they really went funny with that. And look, guess what happened? The internet spoke. Yep. None of this stuff happened. Yep. They, they, they backpedaled back so hard. They were like, we're on our fixies. We're going back. We're going so far back. We're not on a, you know, a, a, a loose one. We're on a fixed bike. And we're in typical backwards. Sony form, Sony came out after their conference and went, PlayStation 4 is cheaper. Yes. <laughs> and they won. They, that's all like, they did. And they literally called them they, out in every way. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they, they basically said PlayStation does not need this, does not need to be online, does not do that, does not. And that was their whole pitch to how good their console and was. Killed it. it. Did what it didn't do. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, and as a result, well, along with you know it being a great system with a great UI and uh, fantastic games, they just cleaned up. The Xbox was never in the conversation for this gen. Yeah, Xbox hasn't done super good. It does speak a little bit more to the younger people. I think a little bit more than like people around our age. Um, but when you go into like some shops now, you go into gaming stores and you notice the Xbox section is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So eventually it'll just turn into like, you know, and the, the, the Switch section used to be that small section and mm. then they're getting bigger boom. and bigger and bigger. I so, will say Ashraf in the chat has pointed out my favorite thing PlayStation never did ever. In regards to sharing games between people and like used games and everything, yep, it was just um, one of the workers and Shuhei Yoshida passing a game case to the other one and then like smiling. Yeah, <laughs> See, they're good. They're, they know what they're doing. All right, next worst marketing fail. Where are we here? So, Mega oh, Man. The Mega Man. The the art. So um. I've only got a very, very short video of this yeah, art. Sorry. This. Oh. This box art. Dan, you're an artist. You're a professional artist. Can we pause this, Braden? Because it kind of yes, it doesn't come off very long. I should have just got a picture. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a couple of them. They're all awful. No, no. I, it's just this one. All the rest were good. Really? Yeah. Oh, I find them all hideous. But anyway. So this is the worst one. So everyone knows that there's bad mark. You know, they, they, back in the day, they used to draw things that didn't really represent the games. But this person did not know what Mega Man was. He read the, the brief wrong. Mm -hmm. He put him there with a gun. Yep. 
Didn't realize it was his hand cannon. Yeah, yeah. Um, made him. He's got some gold armor for some. What's going on with double his shoulders? Click on, double click on this brain. Can we zoom in on that? No, you um, can't. Can you? I will. I will. And I, I, oh, you're gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. You're gonna find it. Yeah, this this art is atrocious. What um, got me as well is uh, in Japan, Rockman, which is what Mega Man is over there, was really really uh, like chibi and cute. It yeah, was a yeah. cute, bright, bubbly game, but. They were afraid that it wouldn't sell over in the Western uh, area, so they got this company to do sci-fi boxer. And Mega Man's never been sci-fi. Well, the other one with the, the silver one, which Braden might go find where he's all silver, actually looks badass. Yeah, like that that sci-fi one, like I, that that would be. That's one of those times that when you look at the the cover, you go, man, that looks wicked. And when you get it, you're like, uh oh. <laughs> what is wrong with his shoulders? Yeah, that's rubbish. Can we go down, Braden? Make it full screen. Oof. Yeah. No. No, thank you. Yeah, no. Anyhow, so that was a massive fail on the um the uh, the gaming marketing side of like the cover. Like it, it just did not represent anything that it was. Mm. Alright, uh we are running way over time, so we're Doesn't gonna burn through this. Uh Dante's Inferno Protest, EA in their infinite wisdom, because they're full of good ideas, in two thousand nine at E three to promote a game they thought would uh be controversial. Sorry. Yeah, they Dante's Inferno religious I I like background yep. yep so they made a fake protest which was quickly found out by everyone there and they were made to look like fools look at this great footage and I, if you can hear the sound of this this protest they are so lackluster they're like game is bad yeah game boo religion yep. is better yep. boo all right Not let's let's get on to the, the the creme de la creme of this segment okay the resident evil 6 butcher shop idea they decided to create a pop-up butcher, butcher shop, and instead of having meat, they had meat made into body parts, and but not tell anyone. And just have it was it like at a market or something? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. you'd rock up, and there would just be this butcher shop there. You'd rock up, and there would just be slaughtered humans everywhere. You can see it in the thing now. Now, I'm 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 borderlining on whether this is the, hands. the best marketing thing ever. There is a entire corp. There's some ears. You can see in the background, and they're made of meat. Yeah, like animal meat. They've they've molded. Look at that whole person. There's a person there. So I'm I'm still borderlining on whether this is the best idea. Um, so you could imagine some little kids going through this market and then just being like, "What's that?" And you're like, "The bloody handprints in the door are a bit much." That really sells it, and especially the kid drawing to the left. I feel <laughs> like if they didn't have those cheesy blood things, it would look too real and too yep. disgusting. Yeah. Um. It's amazing, slash, it, Horrifying. Did, it did not go down very well. It did not go down. No. Um, it, uh, I don't know why we've cut to Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> um, it did not go down very well in the media and in the market. It might have been at the time when we were trying to steer away from meat eating or something. It did not go down very well. No. It got, it got, it got poo-hooed. It was but gone it, within hours, it's I think. a heap. good idea. <laughs> All I, right. Imagine coming across that. Oh. Man, that, imagine no. Instagram these days when that would have been like no. for a whole day. All right, and, and last but not least, last but not least, the honourable mention, <laughs> acclaim, just acclaim, just just acclaim. All right, so acclaim. These are the types of things they did for Turok Evolution. They put up a ten thousand dollar bond to the first parents to name their kid Turok. For Burnout 2, this is the worst. They offered to pay your speeding ticket if you rushed to the store to buy the game. What? Nothing like endangering people. <laughs> and live. <just> <laughs> Breaking the law. Uh, for Gladiator, uh, 
it uh, wanted they, it wanted posters to actually spurt blood at people as they, they walked past. <laughs> For virtual tennis, it painted pigeons like tennis balls to be thrown during Wimbledon. <laughs> I don't even understand why that one will work. And, and finally, this, will be this one, the Shadow Man one. For Shadow Man, they literally wanted to post ads on people's tombstones. Graves. A claim are no longer in business. Draw your own conclusions. Is it claim the ra which? What was their logo? Is that the rainbow one? Yeah, like midway. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. That that they they blew it out of the water. Who was? Imagine there was this one marketer and it's all his ideas, and he's just like you can imagine him just like one of those '80s cocaine addicted dude all right <laughs> time for viewer questions we got a thing for this yes we do you think i'd know yeah you would yeah anyway uh we've got some viewer questions from people from our discord this week uh so if you'd like to jump on into the discord find a way to do it i don't know how to do it from here right right um, um, oh yeah. you probably can't can you in here? Okay. we're not on twitch anyway if you've got a question in the comments feel free to fire one up we are running a little bit behind so we're going to fly through these so uh, the we, first we one comes from epoleon from discord and he asks what are your favorite controllers uh, i had to think about this and came up with the super nintendo controller i have a picture for it out of Yo. nostalgia. Uh, it was just a really comfortable controller. Sit in your hands well. You could do everything you needed to do. Uh, but honorable <laughs> mention goes to this blue boy here, Nintendo 64, that you needed three hands to play. That's right. Back in the early, uh, sorry, late 1990s, we had three hands. Humans. Back in the day. So something you uh, you younguns wouldn't actually know. We had, we had three. You played it like this, Dan. Grab a side. Us boomers had like, yeah. This is how you played it. You had to have someone here. Yeah, it was a, a two-person, two-person. See, like that. That's um, how you used to play Nintendo 64 Mine, games. we'll go back to that other, uh, is the Mad Cat 360. It's a wireless controller. Um, here, you can see here, I've got it right here. What makes this controller very good, actually, zoom me in, Braden, is on the back of this, it has a switch that you can adjust the um, switch, the Y-axis. That's such a great idea. I don't so, you know, know why. When you're playing with a mate and you give it to him and he plays uh, He plays swapped. You can just click a button on the back in seconds and it's done. Dan and I played Fortnite last show, after last show. And we and had to keep doing We had that. to keep switching it backwards and forwards. Like, why doesn't every controller, PlayStation, please just put the little switch on the back. A little, tiny little switch. Just switch it. Switch it. Inverts it. Like... Okay, we've got a question from the chat as well. Norsey wants to know, is there anything that you guys aren't especially looking forward to when it comes to the growth of your channel? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, honestly, how long it's taking. So if you aren't subscribed on youtube.com backslash hackthedino, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Tomorrow when the episode comes out, be sure to share, like, subscribe, do that thing. Tell your friends, get them on over. Say, have have viewing parties where they can all sit down and and look at these two chaps, For not talk about bad things. Fortunately, um, I think most of the stuff, bad stuff, was growing on YouTube. A lot of our hate is directed towards women, so we're kind of lucky because we're both dudes. Mm, mm. Um, but I'm and, sure there's yeah. going to be eventually some dude come on and just trolls our chat and just like does something horrible mm, or does mm. something. And I'm I'm not looking no, forward no, to that. No, no, Ashraf, sir. That's a bit rough. I love you, Ashraf. Um, Dad, he's actually paying me out about my Mad Cat controller. Yeah, screw you, Ashraf. <laughs> I love my Mad Cat controller. Thanks, thanks to your patronage as well. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Arak from Discord has asked, in an alternate world, who would you want to see a console from? Uh, just I've, going I've from graphics for all these, Braden. Just going on the uh, strength of the Apple Arcade. I I gotta say, Apple, the Apple Arcade is brilliant. Good one, Dan. <laughs> I want Troma to make <laughs> it. <laughs> for those who don't know what Troma is, they're a very bad taste film company. Right, in, in this alternate world, I would wonder what kind of video game console they'd make. You'd probably turn it on and it would vomit on you. Yep. Or something 100%. like that. Or like it would chop your limp your hands off when you're playing or something. I, I've always wanted um, more trauma in my life. Okay, Zach Dalton asks, what game character would you fight and what character would be your best friend? Uh, this as well. I'd fight Sonic because he's a jerk. I would fight Toad because <laughs> I could beat him. <laughs> I like your friend. Uh, my friend is Ryu because I'd like to train with him. Ryu is, of course, the reason why I started training in martial arts to start off with because I do Shotokan Karate, which is what Ryu does. Uh, back when I was 17. And mine's um, the Katamari Damacy's King of the Cosmos because I just think he's heaps funny and cool. Look at him. I reckon you should dress like that. I've seen... Have you seen cosplays for this guy? No. It's pretty good. My, my baby's got like a peanut pillow so he can hold their head thing and it's this green tube and he looks like the little guy at the Sweet. little prince. So you go there like, going... La 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 Yeah. All right. Donald Trello asks, when have you flipped allegiances? I don't have a graphic for this one. Okay, well, mine was, uh, growing up, I was all about Super Mario and Super Mario Brothers and everything to do with that. Then when... Like, I always played uh, Zelda games, but it was always Super Mario. Then when Ocarina of Time came out, boom, and now it's completely reversed. I'm Zelda all the way, and You're Super Mario is like, yep, I'll pick that up because, you know. Uh, when, for example, Breath of the Wild, I... Played and pl I put over 250 hours into Breath of the Wild. Uh, Odyssey, I finished it. I didn't even do most of the post game. Floppy's asked, in your opinion, is there a good video game film? There is, and I usually have this answer, like, and I can't remember what. I really actually liked the Silent Hill film. Really? Yeah, I really enjoyed that film for some reason. I, like, I thought it hit all the notes. It wasn't very Silent Hilly. But like it had, it even did the things where it did the angles of like the game and everything. I like the Silent Hill game. Um, uh, I think there is a game that I like. Uh, it's a hard one. I have to think about it. There is definitely one. I just can't remember anyway, what it is. Back to have I ever flipped religions? I used to hate with white rage hip hop and rap. Really? Yep, music. And now I'm all over it. I, I love a bit of bit of childish Gambino, a bit of Snoop, even dabble in the Eminem. Like, yeah. So yeah, I used to be a full like um, didn't like rap music, and now I've just come around. I realised I just didn't like it because. I was an angry person who thought he had to not like it because I was into the punk scene. Mm, right. Well, you know what music you do like? Brayden, do the thing! Damn. Versus the world. That's right! Oh, no. It's time for Dan versus the world! Oh, every time. <laughs> <laughs> so, we still don't have a screen up, but I've got five songs from... Uh, sorry, I've got three songs from video game history. Uh, I will play the first five seconds of the first song. Dan, representing Dan, asks a question, followed by Brayden, who represents us in the world, uh, with a question. They will go backwards and forwards for five tries. At the end of five, they take a guess. Uh, you can guess before, but a guess is done. Like, one and done. One and done. You get one guess, 
if you're going to guess the please, thing. If you do it. think you know guess. the game, please do not say it in the chat. Even though I can't see, because without my glasses, that's how I wear it, so I can't see the chat. Yep. Um, Brayden may look at the chat, but he is encouraged not to look at it. And Brayden doesn't need to, because he's really good at this. Yeah, so, so far behind. <laughs> the world see. is on 37, and Dan is on 34. So you got a lot of room to make up here, Dan. You yeah. need a clean sweep in order to catch up to There's Brayden. There's no way that's happening. All right, here we go. Song number one. Now, you can always ask for more if you like. Dan, question number one. What do you reckon more would make it? <laughs> it kicks off in a bit. All right. Um, I'm not going to ask that, though. Um, what uh, genre of video game is that? Uh, it is a stealth puzzle game action. <laughs> stealth puzzle game action? <laughs> yep. It's my favorite genre. Brayden. Um, all right. Uh, who do you, uh, what do you play as? Uh, you play as a man. A mighty good man? He's pretty good. That's every time. Dan, question number two. Um, give me more. Play it till it kicks in. All right. It's pretty good. It's very Keep good. Keep it going. Keep it going. Man, it's taking ages to kick in. Yep, it'll get there in a minute. Wait. Wait up. Here we go. All right, stop. I don't know what it is. What genre? <laughs> Brad, no, no, that was your question. Right? No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Oh, yeah, it was. Actually, yeah, it was. Um, all right, cool. Uh, what console is this one on? Uh, on the MSX, originally. The, the, the what? It was a console that wasn't released over in America, outside of Japan. Okay. Metal Gear. Is that your guess? Yeah. No, it's Metal Gear 2. Oh, you're a wank. <laughs> <laughs> you could have asked more questions. You could have said, was this the sequel? I didn't oh. know they did it on the MSX. I thought it was only on the... Uh... Only just Metal, Metal Gear. Gear came out on the MSX and yeah. then on the NES, and uh, Kojima didn't like the port. Metal Gear Two came out on the MSX, but didn't come over to, uh, didn't leave America. Yeah, I don't care. Now. And it was remade later on. Ooh. All right, so Braden, you want to change that thing? You got another one oh, added God. to your score. The world is on thirty-eight. Dan's on thirty-four. Thirty-four. Only I could show him a bit behind. <laughs> All right, here we go. Song number two. I hate that. Dan. Could be anything. Could be. Um, what haven't I asked? What developer made it or whatever? Uh, Konami. Konami? Mm. Oh. Not the worst question. Brayden. <laughs> that threw me so much. I was straight up going to be like, is that a Star Wars game? Oh. But no. Um, what console is this bad boy on? Uh, Dreamcast. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Saturn. 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 <sighs> well, thank God. Oh, dang. I would have got it if it was on Dreamcast. Saturn. Throw a boomers. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two, Dan. Um, what uh, genre of game is this? It, it's a point-and-click adventure game. Yuck. Ooh. I don't play them. <laughs> All right. Braden, question number two. Um, oh, boy. Uh, who, who do you play as? What do you play as? <sighs> I haven't actually played this game, so I can't do that. So oh, ask no. another question. Oh, no. Uh, what's the box art look like? Uh, no, I do. Uh, it's oh, which one? Because it was a Japanese version and an English it's version. Obviously, the English one that we would have seen. Uh, it's just uh, uh, an anime esque cover. Anime. -esque. The Japanese one is more of a, a a badge or a like logo type thing. 
Yeah. I can't knows. remember the name. <laughs> Dan, question number three. So what do we got? We got Sega Saturn, Konami. Mm-hmm. Did we ask what genre of game it was? It? Yeah, point and click. Point and click with something on it. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a clue. Uh, all right. It's made up of two words that mean something separately, but when you mash them together is ridiculous. Brayden, question number three. Like that manga pumpkin scissors. I want to I wanna guess it. Yep. Yeah, do it. Is it Police North? Yes! Yes! Well done! Oh, what was God. it? I was going to... I, was, I, was I knew it was Police, police something. North. Police I've never police. even heard of that. It's I a Kojima game. Oh, oh, I would never have got that. You may have noticed a theme. Yeah, I picked up on the theme. Have you picked up on the theme, Dan? Yeah, but I don't know any of his games. <laughs> so Dan is on 34, the world's on 30... Uh, Dan's on 34, Dan, uh, world's on 39. Wow. All right, here we go, Dan. You ready? Do it. Do it. Full title. Don't let him get you on a technicality. Do I get first question? Yeah. Full title. Don't let him get it, get you on a technicality. I don't know the full title. Yes, you do. <coughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah, I know that. Right. What's the name of the song? Is it... M- oh, the song? I don't like, know. Like, add it. Metal Gear 3 Snake Eater. Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Yes, correct. It counts. It counts. Woo! Thank God I got one. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been Hack the Dino. And this is our critical path. You can find us over on youtube.com backslash hackthedino. We've got nostalgia coming up soon. We've got an unboxing going up in a matter of moments. And please, for the love of everything, please, when this episode launches tomorrow, comment, like, subscribe, and subscribe. (laughs) Shub it up, you shibby. (laughs) You can also catch Dan over on twitch.tv backslash hackthedino. Dan, what are you playing this week? Haven't decided yet. Good. Uh, maybe. I could play Snake Eater. And you can also hear our words with your ear holes over on Spotify, over on SoundCloud, over on Stitcher, over on all the podcast apps. Where they're abs? Over on all the podcast apps. They've been doing their crunches. They have been grinding nice and hard. They've been punching and getting those abs. Big and juicy, and you can find Hack the Dino on all of those ads. This is our critical path. Be sure to tell your friends, and until next time, insert a catchphrase here. Stick it up.